I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome, everybody, here to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin talking about a big game that the Lakers just won. Yeah, it's the second game of the season. Yeah, it is October 26th. Yeah, the Lakers are going to, the, the games are going to feel more important down the end of the, the, you know, down the stretches of the season and all that good stuff. But this game means just as much as those ones in the win loss column. And the Lakers picked up a big one that they frankly could not afford to, to, to drop because of tiebreakers and where we know these teams are going to be situated at the end of the year. So let's talk about it. Today's show is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app. Find me on there. The really cool thing about this is like social media plus your fantasy needs and, and itching that, you know, scratching that itch and all that good stuff. Head on over to Sleeper. Use promo code LA Lounge and you will get a uh, price match for up to a hundred bucks. It's a hundred free dollars. Go use it. Sign up. Again, that is sleeper. Terms and conditions apply. A little bit later in the show, I will be doing a a segment with some picks and stuff. Um, I'm really excited for this partnership with Sleeper and uh, and really cannot wait to continue this thing uh, rolling moving forward. But we have a big game to talk about here. Uh, The Lakers beat the Phoenix Suns. They do so in not the emphatic fashion. I think everybody were hoping for, given that Phoenix was playing without Bradley Beal, without Devin Booker. Um, you know, obviously you would think under those circumstances, the Lakers would just kind of roll through this and, and at the very least cover, uh, but no, it, it, it was kind of ugly throughout kind of frustrating throughout. Um, it really looked like, and I use this analogy very often when it comes to teams and players learning new systems, but it really looked like the Lakers were out there you know, doing the, doing the, the learning a new dance thing, right? One, two, three, two, three, four, one, two, three, spin, two, three. Like you could actually see every, not, nothing really looked all that organic, not all that natural. And uh, I think that's going to be the case here for a little while. Uh, but obviously they won. So there is good to take out of this. There are questions that I have coming out of this. Um, the first player I wanted to start with here. Uh, was actually Anthony Davis. I was really curious coming into this, right? Aaron and I talked at length at the end of of, uh, yesterday's show, by the time you guys are listening to this on the feed, earlier this afternoon, for those of you who are watching live here on YouTube, subscribe to both, by the way. If you miss an episode on YouTube, check it out on the pod feed. If you have time to be able to watch on YouTube, cool. 
Um, but yeah, I Aaron and I talked about how this had to be one of those bounce back statement games from Anthony Davis. For chunks of it, I don't know if it necessarily felt that way. Um, and then for other chunks of it, you're like, okay, yeah, that that's that guy that we were hoping to see. Uh, and again, like that is kind of my knock on AD, right? Is that consistency? And hopefully over the course of this year, especially as everybody learns to play with each other and all that stuff, uh, that we start to see more of that consistency. But in this case, man, just get the win. Do what you need to do to get yourself going again. He did get uh, Yusuf Nurkic in foul trouble. He did do what he had to do um, in in some spots against smaller guys. He kept forcing the issue, even though he was missing some makeable shots. He got to the free throw line and stuff. Um, yeah, I, I I know that I am very hard on Anthony Davis, but the reason I am hard on Anthony Davis is because he is capable of those stretches that he saw or that we saw from him last night or tonight that were just overwhelming, right? Where no matter where even, you know, and, and we'll talk about Christian Wood here in a little bit, and we'll talk about LeBron, we'll talk about all kinds of stuff. But when AD wasn't guarding Durant, you really got the sense that KD was keeping an eye for where AD's help was coming from. And even in passes that, you know, uh, the Lakers were sending a lot of doubles to KD. And like one of the weaknesses, I think, of, of Durant's game is that facilitating... Uh, ability uh, or or even instincts where I think he will get double teams and not necessarily either know or execute the pass that he needs to, to take advantage of those double teams. He's such a gifted scorer that it, sometimes it just doesn't matter. He just rises up and he gets a great look because he's Kevin Durant. But I did kind of felt, I feel like uh, this kind of sent some of uh, what I was talking about earlier this evening where um you know, KD, if he's going to win like this, uh, a game like this on his own, it's going to be with 50 points. It's not going to come with 30 and 15. And and in this case, the Lakers, uh, Jacob Rude tweeted this out. Um, but he uh, he said that the the KD made a, a three, I think, with like seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter and then like didn't score again. And uh, some of that is efforts, you know, like on, on the Lakers part and some of the stuff that they were doing. We'll talk about some of the X's and O's that the Lakers did defensively uh, against KD that I liked and, and I think are sustainable in some spots moving forward. They won't be sustainable against the Suns when Booker and Beal are out there. But in this case where it's just one score, how the Lakers did a lot of like pre-rotating and a lot of shading that made the game very difficult on AD and, and, and like Phoenix, just like couldn't get a bucket down the stretch. You know, so we always talk about team X couldn't get a shot down the stretch. The Suns couldn't score. And, and I think the Lakers deserve a lot of credit for that. I think AD played a big role in that. Um, but what I was the most kind of uh, pumped about in this one was that like, so AD finishes the game, 30 points, 12 boards, two assists, three steals, three blocks, um, 10 of 17 from the field, um, nine of 10 from, uh, the free throw line, which I like, although a couple of those free throw, uh, opportunities, four of those free throws came down the stretch of the game. So, which means he, he only shot like six active free throws. I would like to see that number go up a little bit, but even given that he didn't shoot the ball as well as I think he would even hope, 
uh, given some of the looks that he was getting, he still kept attacking and he still kept getting the ball up on the rim. Um, and, and he, and he kept on, you know, pushing the envelope and enforcing the issue and, and kept making an impact on the game. And, and that was my frustration in watching the first game, right? Was, you know, maybe he misses a couple or Jokic gets the better of him on, on the offensive side. And then in the second half, he's like disappears. He never disappeared in this one and, and he deserves credit for it. Now the key will be not just replicating it moving forward. Cause we know he will on occasion, but replicating it against the Jokic's, the Embiid's, the tougher matchups. Nurkic is a lot of things, but he's not a tough matchup for Anthony Davis. Drew Eubanks is a lot of things, but he shouldn't be a tough matchup for, for Anthony Davis. And and yeah, like I kind of expected a bounce back game here for, for AD, given that those are the guys that he was going to be going against. But the Lakers are going to need him night in, night out to avoid... LeBron James needing to play 35 minutes on a regular Thursday night in the middle of the right of the regular season. Speaking of LeBron James, remember that minutes restriction <laughs> that, that Darvin Ham talked about now in this one, it's a little different, right? Uh, I think some of the context is important in that uh, when LeBron only played the 29 minutes against Denver, the Lakers had a game 48 hours later. In this case, the Lakers have a couple days off. They don't play again until Sunday. And that maybe leads the Lakers to think that they could go LeBron, let LeBron go a little bit longer than he would have otherwise. Um, the other part of it, though, which, you know, was notable, and I took note of it. I think a lot of people took note of it. Um, there was a sense of frustration from LeBron in talking about his minutes there and not just the minutes. And I think, you know, for those of you who, who maybe didn't see it, I'll play the clip again uh, from, from earlier today that I showed uh, Aaron, not the Vikings one, but this one. I do know I can play point guard too, right? Okay. We got a lot of left. I can play the point with Rui in there or Austin and TB at the two and three. I'm just out there just floating around. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
that last line went viral, and I think it was the reason for that clip going viral. And while I understand why it did, um, I, I think I think it was simultaneously kind of overblown, but yet still noteworthy, right? The idea that LeBron is not only going to play fewer minutes per game, but also is going to play easier minutes while he's out there playing those fewer minutes, that would frustrate him. And I said this, uh, I, I did um, I did all access Lakers today. Um, on playback with Shub and with Raj and with the, with with uh, the coach over there, and and one of the th- notes that I made was I don't think LeBron looks very comfortable playing with the amount of creators that the Lakers have. We have seen how LeBron feels about playing alongside too many creators, right? Uh, Magic Johnson and his grand experiment way back in the day was. We will surround you with creators and we will uh, make life easy for you on that side. That season doesn't go very well. LeBron gets asked about that create that experiment at, at the end of the year. And, and his response was literally, and I am quoting, I swear, like you can Google it. You can Google it. You could find the headline. LeBron used a fart noise, according to Dave McMenamin of ESPN, to describe that grand experiment. And I think here, some of that clip there at the very end where he says, I'm just floating out here. I am just floating. That is what he's talking about, where he doesn't feel like he has proper control over the game. And those minutes are therefore, in essence, too easy. And he is playing too few of those minutes or too few minutes to be playing in that kind of a role. And I think what the Lakers are going to have to find a balance of over the course of this year is finding a way to make him more comfortable playing with those creators, whether it's setting screens, being, you know, triple handoffs, being more active in cutting and stuff like that, um, than he has been to this point of the season. Or, you know, if you are going to play in fewer minutes while he is out there, he has to dominate the ball so that the Lakers dominate those minutes and you can make up for, or you have a little bit more um, room for error in those other minutes that he isn't out there. And I thought, in the first game and in like the first three quarters of this game, the Lakers got like the worst of both worlds where you don't have as active a LeBron James and <laughs> you're going to have fewer minutes while he is out there. Um, you know, the, the Lakers are going to have to avoid that approach to games, I think. Uh, but down the stretch of the game, and this is, I think, by the way, a version of the game plan that the Lakers are going to try to roll with where other guys dominate the ball over the course of the game. And then LeBron closes. And that's what we saw here, especially for the last few possessions, right? LeBron gets a layup to take the lead. LeBron gets another layup to put them up four, and then the, the, the Lakers got one more stop and the game was out of reach. I think that's essentially what the Lakers are hoping to do here is for 45 minutes, essentially, LeBron is on a bit of a minutes restriction and he plays fewer minutes on the ball so that when it comes time, he can be on the ball and be as dominant and as fresh as he can possibly be. It's just going to take a long time for all parties here to get used to that approach in all of those circumstances. Last quick note though, on LeBron in this one, I'm looking at a picture right now on my uh, Twitter feed. Uh, the Lakers sent out a picture of LeBron and KD dapping up 
uh, after the game, right after the game ended. You saw right after the game ended, LeBron walks over to, to KD and they had a big old hug. And you could tell that like they really reveled in the fact that they went back and forth and, and, and got to enjoy that. This was the first game as a reminder that these two guys have played against each other that mattered, right? They counted uh, since December of 2018. That is five years. That is longer than my daughter has been alive. Uh, my daughter, well, she still hasn't seen it because her bedtime is like eight o'clock and this game started at nine. But uh, my daughter still had not seen a LeBron and Kevin Durant matchup. Um, and she is she has been heartbroken. Her very first words, actually, that she told me one day was, Dad, Dad, when are we going to see Kevin Durant and LeBron James play against each other? I swear, it's the craziest thing. <laughs> but but uh, what what I took from this, watching Kevin Durant score in, in, in ways that he is capable of scoring and watch LeBron take care of business on those last couple of possessions was, and, and even LeBron spoke to it after the game, you know, don't take this for granted because we know that there, we, there can be long stretches where we might not see this again. Um, and he said, LeBron said after the game that like they are on, they're at that stage of their career where they are going to have, you know, fewer games against each other um, than they have played to this point. And, and yeah, this was, uh, you know, this was special watching those two guys. I wish Phoenix was, was full strength though, given how, much effort went into the Lakers winning this game. I guess I'm kind of glad that they weren't, but uh, it was special to watch those two guys go up against each other. And they're two of the most talented players you or I, or we will ever, ever see. And that was uh, that was a real, real honor and real privilege to get to watch those guys uh, go toe to toe in the way that we did. My next note here, uh, now I can go in a few different ways. I'm going to stay positive. I'm going to stay positive here and uh, give credit to Christian Wood, who, like, <laughs> look, if, for those of you who uh, were tuned in to All Access Lakers, you saw all of us. It's kind of like, you still still going with Wood against KD, huh? On purpose? This is not a, this isn't a switch that they are hoping to find. <laughs> And look, if if this was like prime KD, there's there's just no way on earth that Wood is able to stick with him and and whatever. But uh, given the circumstances and given the way it played out, all due credit to Christian Wood for what he did on that side of the ball and what he did on the boards. Right, he finishes the game. Uh, Wood twenty one minutes, seven points, ten boards. Uh, you know, and a, a game high, yeah, game high plus 23. LeBron came in at a plus 22. Uh, Christian Wood finishes the game of plus 23. And, um, you know, it's weird. He showed up being the guy that like would space the floor for Anthony Davis and would space the floor for, for LeBron. And, and yeah, while he's out there, he might not necessarily do the kinds of things that you're hoping defensively, but like he's good enough offensively that you can kind of make up for it. But no, it's been the opposite, really. And in this game, it was the opposite. He really wasn't that good offensively. Uh, at times, he was frankly pretty frustrating on offense. But what he did was, uh, you know, continue to, to stick with it, continue to compete on, on defense. And the Lakers don't win this game without him. Uh, the, the approach that they were essentially taking here was they would kind of cycle through defenders on 
KD and allow AD to roam and be the like this grand disruptor that that he is when he's his best defensively. But in this case, uh, or and in this case, or because of this, uh, Christian Wood competed. He was down in in stances and he was getting a hand up. He utilized his length. Um, there were a couple threes that you could just kind of tell that KD put a little bit more arc on them than he is normally accustomed to because Christian Wood is a legit, you know, 6'10-ish with a long ass wingspan. And uh, and yeah, it was it was it was really cool to see Wood competing on that end of the court in the way that he was. And 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 look, I we don't know that this is actually going to continue. Um, you know, over the course of his career, trends would indicate it might not, but in this case, he deserves a ton of credit for the way that he played. And, and, and if he plays like this, you know, consistently, then the Lakers got insane value for, uh, for what he brings. All right. I want to take a quick second, pay a couple bills here and, uh, you know, thank sleeper again, that is sleeper for their support. Uh, the NBA season is here, which means you now have a chance to earn a hundred times your cash on daily fantasy basketball. Basketball has never been more exciting than it is now with players like Steph Curry, LeBron James, Luka Doncic, Kevin Durant, two of whom we got to watch tonight. As I said earlier, pick more or less stats for these stars, like points, rebounds, three pointers, steals, double doubles, uh, and more for up to a hundred times payout on sleeper. Get your picks right. And you could win big use promo code LA lounge and you get a, uh, a hundred dollar match up to a hundred dollar match on your first deposit terms and conditions apply. See sleepers terms for use of details flash. Uh, and, 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 and please do check out the sleeper logo. It is up there at the top, right? Uh, I, again, I, I have downloaded the app. I have been checking it out. I have some of that running. I talked earlier about one of my favorite aspects of this being kind of a social media hub. Also, I am on there at Anthony Irwin LA, the same as my Twitter bios or, or my, my Twitter at. So uh, follow me there as well. And, and we'll play this together again. Use promo code LA lounge and you'll get a bonus match of a, up to a hundred bucks on your first deposit terms and conditions apply. See sleepers terms of use for details currently operational in over 25 States. Check out sleeper today. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Next person that I want to talk about here um, is Austin Reeves, where I don't know if this is necessarily even a negative thing with him. Um, I consider it more... It is more observational than it is negative or positive. But I think Austin came into this league and made the name for himself that he did by scoring, right? And and frankly, eases himself or gets himself comfortable in games by way of scoring. And, and I think that with the way that he is running that second unit, the Lakers are asking him to be more of a facilitator first, scorer second. And I don't think that's really a very natural approach to him. Maybe over the course of the year, he gets more used to that and is, you know, better doing, you know, running things with that second unit. But as it stands right now, that second unit where him and, and AD are out there without LeBron, those units are really hemorrhaging points. And if that is going to be figured out, I honestly think that the Lakers, and I think we saw it coming out of the second half, but I think that the Lakers and Darvin Ham need to get in, get in Austin's ear and tell him, hey, Score first. Make yourself comfortable out there, right? Look for your shot. And then when teams start defending you while you look for your shot, that'll open up the gaps that you're looking to make those passes through. I don't think he has bad instincts offensively. I don't think he's a bad passer. I actually think the opposite on both of those points. But I do think what comes most natural to him is looking for his shot and then operating out of those situations after teams start playing him to shoot and uh, or, or try to force him out of those shots. And, and I think uh, in the second half, when, when he looked a lot better, it was because he stopped looking to run the offense or looking to set everybody up and started focusing more on, on getting himself going and it was kind of weird because he scored like two, three baskets in a row. And then he hit the bench and he sat over there forever. And, and Gabe Vincent, who we'll talk about next, uh, got a lot of those minutes. And um, again, I think the Lakers are, are, are still working Reeves back. I think he's trying to get his conditioning back after taking a bit of a break after FIBA. And I think the Lakers are being hyper conservative and hyper cautious with him. But um, whenever his conditioning is back, and whenever like he looks more physically correct in order to look more mentally correct, uh, I, I think it's going to take him focusing more on getting his own and then letting that open up the game for him and the rest of the team around him in order to, to make that second unit work at its best. And I know that there's enough frustration there that like people are saying, well, maybe, LeBron should anchor that lineup. And, and I've thought so as well at times, but I really think like in order, like this is where, this is where the Lakers have kind of macro in mind while they try to optimize the micro. If you're just focused on winning the games in front of you, you do optimize every single lineup and, and you play to win those games, right? Herm her words is, is you play to win the game. No, it's, it's not that I, uh, I do think smart organizations treat the 82 game season as a run up where you get guys reps, where you put people in certain situations that they may not be that comfortable with 
to either get them comfortable in those in those situations, given or depending on how important it is, or to find out that okay, that is not a spot that that player is comfortable. Um, in this case, with with Austin, I do want to see him continue to get those reps. I do want to see, you know, him struggle at times to find that balance. But if he is going to do that. In order to make progress, I think the Lakers need to allow him to be the most comfortable version of, of himself. And that version is a scorer. Now, this is where it is a negative point. This is a, a, a approach to the game that I just didn't agree with. Uh, Gabe Vincent finishes this game with 35 minutes. That is way too much, Gabe Vincent. That is way too much Gabe Vincent. And I don't know if it is like the only explanation that I could offer up to give Darvin Ham and the Lakers coaching staff the benefit of the doubt here is Vincent didn't play very much in the preseason and they are trying to ramp him up as quickly as possible, especially given how kind of bad he's looked out there at times. I think he's better in this game than he was in the first that's a very low bar. Uh, he does finish as a game in those 35 minutes, seven points, three of 10 from the field, Oh, of five from three point range. That was a concern with the signing, right? Is he the player that he has been in the regular season and for most of his career, or is he the shooter that he was when he was a flamethrower for Miami in the postseason? In this case, so far, it looks more like the former and that would be a bit of a bummer. Um, he also only got to the free throw line uh, to on one occasion and shot two free throws. And, and I just think like, yeah, I think he's still finding his footing and, and I can kind of understand, you know, giving him a little extra leash and, and, and allowing him to play a few extra minutes with getting his legs underneath him in mind. But this is a really important game. Like I said, at the very beginning, this is a division game. This is a home game in your division. That tiebreaker is going to matter by the end of the year. Wins and losses are going to matter at the end of the year. This is not the spot that I would have benched him for D'Angelo Russell. And, and look, like I think eventually Russell kind of snapped out of it and, and did support his teammates while the Lakers won the game. But when you watched uh right after and and i i noticed this on on playback again with all access lakers um d'angelo russell subs out and he goes and he sits on the bench um and he has like he takes up two seats on the bench and the reason he took up two seats is he's sitting there for those of you who are watching live he's sitting there with like his knee up and he's kind of like lounging there he and and he's like turned sideways kind of sort of away from not, not like his back facing the court, but like he just turned sideways. He just looks frustrated with being subbed out in that spot. And, and I know that like when I said that Russell didn't look thrilled with that, people were like, well, he needs to play better. Yeah, he does. Uh, Russell finishes the game in 33 minutes, uh, 14 points, six of 16 from the field, one of seven from three point range. He needed to be better, but I also understand him being frustrated with being benched in that spot because I didn't think he was playing so poorly that he needed to be benched. And, and if the argument for Vincent there was you wanted a more solid defender, okay, but Vincent, you know, their, their primary initiator there was Kevin Durant. Um, so 
Vincent being a better point of attack defender doesn't really matter there as much. And, and Vincent is shot so poorly that Grayson Allen just paid like zero attention to him at all when he didn't have the ball. So yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I thought it was a, a, a kind of a weird move from Darvin ham. Um, it frankly harkened back to some bad habits that ham has where he would rather put smaller people out there for the sake of skill and shooting, but Russell can shoot. Torian Prince can shoot. Um, Rui Hachimura can shoot. And, and I, I just, I don't see the need to err on the side of, of being smaller on this team coaching this specific roster as we saw it last year. The reason Darvin Ham did that as often as he did last year was because it just so happened that like the most talent that the Lakers had happened to be in the form of like six, three combo guards. But in this case, you have a bunch of wings that can play. You have a, a, a point guard, your starting point guard who probably deserves to play those minutes there um, in no game moving forward ever, unless there's an injury should Gabe Vincent play 35 minutes to Austin Reeves, 28. That doesn't make sense short-term. That doesn't make sense long-term. It's, it's just stupid and it shouldn't happen again. All right. Uh, beyond that, uh, you know, I think Cam Reddish deserves some credit for the way that he played. I thought that Rui looked like the most comfortable that we've seen him look, including preseason to this point. So that is exciting. Um, but more than anything, the Lakers pick up a very important win here against a team that it they are going to be fighting for wins over the course of the season. And uh, this win, this this divisional win, this home game uh, against a shorthanded Phoenix team, this matters. And And I know that we tend to only think of like, you know, uh, looking at the standings, later in the year, but given how tight the conference is this year, it is really worth keeping an eye on that night in night out. So uh, a big win here for the Lakers really quick before we get out of here, we do have a full slate of uh, games here uh, Friday night and including by the way, like to the point I made a second ago in the Western conference, you have Denver playing Memphis. You have, uh, you have Houston playing San Antonio. You have the Clippers playing Utah. Dallas is in action um, against Brooklyn. You have a really fun game Friday night uh, or tonight by the time you guys are listening to this between Golden State and Sacramento. Um, yeah, the, you know Orlando plays Portland. That won't matter as much because I think Portland's going to be bad this year. But But throughout the league, right, you have these Western Conference games that are going to matter in the standings. And and these are the things that we are going to have to pay attention to over the course of the year. But a really fun way to add to that excitement of paying attention uh, to those games is hopping on sleeper and and picking, you know, a couple over-unders essentially with, with uh, certain stats that they make available to you with, at times, a 100-point bonus. So I'm looking here... Um, at, at the NBA section here of, of some of these uh, stats that you can choose between. You have Jokic at uh, over under a 
a half of a triple double. So they're you're betting whether or not he's going to hit that triple double. He's going up against a depleted Memphis front court. Unless Denver just beats the crap out of them. Uh, I actually think I like the, your chances there um, of, of Jokic hitting that, that uh, triple double. Um, you have Victor Wembanyama over under 17 and a half points in that one. Um, I would take the over probably because San Antonio really relies on him. And and you can just keep going through this. You have Shea Gilgis Alexander, uh, four and a half assists. I would probably take the over there because he has the ball in his hand a ton. So, uh, yeah, I, I really love sleeper. I love these, uh, I love this approach to fantasy basketball and, and I'm going to be active on there. You can follow me at Anthony Irwin LA and we can, uh, get to some of these picks and, some of these uh, opportunities together use that promo code LA lounge to get a uh, deposit bonus up to a hundred bucks. Again, it's free money. It's free money to go on there and, and have fun with however you feel like having fun with it. So again, that is sleeper download that app, hop on there, create your account, follow me if you want. And uh, we will have fun with that together. Sleeper. All right, uh, that is going to do it here for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown podcast. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in the way that you have. Really fun, big show here coming off of an exciting win. Um, on late night on Thursday, I'm recording at 1230 my time. I am tired. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you missed any of this, subscribe on YouTube and YouTube and and uh, you know comment away if if you want. Uh, tomorrow I'm going to do something I haven't done in a little while and I'm looking forward to doing it, but I'm going to actually send out the link that would allow you to pop on here and talk to me live on tomorrow's lounge. That's here on YouTube. You can get involved in the comment section or pop on stage if you want. Um, if you miss any of this or any of the other conversations we have had over the course of the week, subscribe everywhere that you find podcasts and and we will uh, you can follow along there as well also get your reviews in the four your five-star review questions on itunes and i'll answer that on sunday a whole bunch of stuff we are finally in the thick of it here with the nba regular season i am stoked i'm glad the lakers picked up this win let's keep, let's keep this momentum rolling forward until tomorrow or the next time you guys talk to me have a great rest of your day make somebody else's and i'll talk to you Whenever.